Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of the What the Fantasy Football podcast. Every week, JP and myself will be taking you through the wild and wacky world of fantasy football management as two very, very mediocre fantasy football managers enjoying the beautiful game. There's plenty of ways that you can help us as we build our podcast. First and foremost, if you can give us a rating, a review, subscribe, wherever it is you get your podcast, particularly if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you leave us a little bit of a comment, tell us what you think of the show. That would be a massive, massive help to us. Yeah, as Rob said, we want to hear from you. So give us a follow. We're on Twitter at WT Fantasy Footy. We've got Instagram, which is What the Fantasy Footy Pod. And you can even drop us an email. So that's What the Fantasy Footy at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want some tips on how to become better managers. And yeah, we want some feedback on the show as well. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Uh, feedback is massively important to us. But most importantly, we just want people to get involved. We've got our own league, 60 plus teams in it now. You can join at any point. All the info's in our bio. So come along, have a play with us and uh, let's enjoy this season of Fantasy Footy, eh? Hit the music. Welcome back. Hello. Come on in. It's cold outside. So pull up a pew next to the fire and welcome to another episode of the What the Fantasy Football podcast. Your weekly trawl, your weekly deep dive through the wonderful world of Premier League fantasy football. Game week 11 is in the bag and we are here to talk all about it as the season rolls on. Can you believe we're in November already? My name is Rob. I am your humble host for podcast. I'm an avid member of the online running community. I'm a massive, massive football fan and I'm a very mediocre fantasy football manager. And I'm on this journey this season to try and keep my interest and maybe keep yours as well. But I'm not on it alone. I'm joined as always by the Burnley Zidane, Mr. John Pickup, higher than me in the league. How are you doing today, sir? Very well, very well. Um, I think we've got to introduce you as a winners Boborski again because we forgot last week with all the excitement of having a guest. So uh, we, um, we 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 didn't forget. You forgot, and I just decided to gloss over it. <laughs> to be fair, you, you sound quite chipper actually after the the weekend that you've had. So um, I'm uh, sure we'll get into that. It is. It's all a show. I've got to a point where what 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 do they say? The five stages of grief. <laughs> 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 I've moved on to acceptance now. I'm just like, yeah. unless one of them's like delirium. Like, I'm just like, oh, God. We're just yeah, that, that was the other week when you said, oh, he's still at the fucking wheel. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, the wheels have definitely yeah. fallen off again. No, no, you've just beaten a very, very mediocre Spurs team. Um, <laughs> no, we've got loads to talk about. Another good game week this week, mate. Yeah, it was um, quite an interesting one because we actually both got the same points, didn't we, this week? We did, but with very different teams. So it wasn't that we yeah. were in each other. We had a lot of different different players. But um, uh, but no, let's. Uh, where do you want to start this week, then, man? What do you want to talk about first? I, well, I quite like to talk about Burnley a bit sooner than last. A bit like match of the day running order sometimes. This podcast, so um, mm. I think they deserve to be talked about a little bit sooner. But I guess we should start with Friday night with the yep. the very short Southampton Aston Villa conversation. Yeah, Dean Smith gone. Dean yeah. Smith. I'd say so, yeah. Um, they've spent quite a lot of money and there's 
no bang for the buck, is there? No. No, the losing Grealish has really done him in, hasn't it? Oh, like, it, well, it's going to win it. Of course it would, yeah. Yeah, you're ripping the soul out of the team, but he's not been able, he's not been able to bed in the replacements as quickly as as you imagine he would have hoped. And some of his yeah. the other the other thing is as well that some of his um, his mainstays his his guys who you would expect to rep, to to sort of toe the line for him haven't really been performing to the standard that you know they can. I'm thinking of the likes That's of John McGinn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, they, they've just not they've just not picked up the mantle in Grealish's absence, have they? And then you've got Bailey, hasn't re- and Buendia. They spent a lot of money on those two. Oh, I was going to say that the guys that they've actually signed to replace, you know, yeah. doing that with the air quotations because you can't replace Jack Grealish, but Danny Ings and uh, and Buendia, um, you know, they've both been injured, haven't they? Um, yeah, yeah, bit of bad and, luck. And, there. and Ings looks like he was going to potentially put the injury problems behind him and. And have a good season, but he's, you know, we mentioned it last week. You know, he was out again, so they just don't seem like they've got any goals in them at the moment. No, absolutely not. Um, Southampton, however, yeah, another clean sheet for Livermento. I was about to come on to Livermento. He's probably the most consistent player in my entire team, <laughs> which, which, which doesn't take much, of course. Um, he, however, as well. He is, he is. So he's he's gone up to four point five million now. So they've 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 clocked on and they've really given him a boost. I picked him up at four point one, and he's still uh, uh, and he was that till a while ago. The only thing with him is that he's picked up a knock and he's down at seventy five percent chance of playing now. Um, but yeah, we have got great, international right? break, yeah. And he's one of them where you wouldn't if you've got him in there and you've got him at cheap price, you wouldn't take him out, would you? You just you just yeah. ride it out for. For a player that, for the most for the most part, probably started off on your bench, um, but it, it is worth calling out because I, I just I just want to say last one two three four last five game weeks if I give you scores six points six points nine points six points four points and the four points was against Chelsea, not half bad that is it? No, and even at four point five, he's still he's still worth a pound at, at that sort of price and those sort of points. You know, it's 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 an all-brainer. I've actually transferred him in. Um, it was before he got the knock. Um, so, yeah, um, it's been a little... I, I've had to do a bit of shuffling to kind of get him in to then mm. free up some more funds. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I won't see why you wouldn't put him in, especially when they've got Norwich next. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was about to say, and then Norwich is the uh, with the next with the next fixture. Certainly after that, so um, <laughs> there is a bit of a caveat to that. But the, the, there is. He is selected by twenty two point seven percent of people, so he's not. People are clocking onto him. He's not yeah. really differential anymore, but you know, um, still worth having. The other person we're talking about for Southampton, I think you mentioned him uh, uh, earlier on in the series, and we kind of just scoffed it off a little bit and moved on. But Adam Armstrong um, picked up nine points. He scored the goal. Uh, for Southampton um, last uh, on Friday night. Um, Seems to be getting a bit of a run of games. He's only picked by 3% of uh, people. He's at 5.9 million. 36 points for the season. It's not massive. This is his first big score in game week. But again, could he be coming into a run of form, getting games? Potentially. Is he he a championship striker, though, that's going to score, you know, once every so often? And and maybe hit a little bit for him. you know, again, they've got Norwich next, so mm. it may be worth a bump, but then Liverpool after that. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think there's better value at that price point. Yeah, true. True. Although, I mean, I was having a conversation today with uh, with Aidy, Aidy Shaw, who's in our league. Uh, he's one of our high flyers. 
uh, one of my work pals, we were chatting today, we were saying the difficulty is there's just not really anybody, there's not a lot of people performing consistently. You've got some people blowing hot and cold. We're going to talk about Conor yeah. Gallagher in a little while. Um, uh, Emile Smith-Rowe as well. There are players that can be picked up at a bargain price that are, that are doing it, but they're not doing it week in, week out. And then by proxy, the flip side of that is that you've, you're differ- sorry, you're, your premiums, are def- apart from Mo Salah, are definitely not performing week in, week out. Yeah. So so there you go. Okay, so that's Friday night's game. Let's, uh, should we move on to the 12.30 kickoff and get that out of the way? Yeah, I think I think we should. Let's bring um, the tone down. Well, to be fair, it, it, it's not really a, much of a conversation this week. Um, City, we no. just, from the start to the end of the game, we're just head and shoulders above United. And, yeah, it's... Um, it was... Um, it, it was... It was worse to watch than the Liverpool game. I'd, I'd agree with that. It, they were devoid of anything. Mm. Um, at, at least there was a little bit of kind of shock on the faces against Liverpool when they were getting battered. Whereas this, it was almost like from the first whistle, they resigned to getting beat. Yeah. Uh, and it reminds me of um, a time at United, uh, the David Moyes through to the early Van Gaal era when that was the way it was. I remember going to uh, Old Trafford on a Monday night for a, uh, for a game, and I, it, we got tickets for City, and it was like, right, let's go watch United City. I don't know why I wanted to go. Eight o'clock kickoff, so we got the train to Manchester, got in, it was pissing it down with rain, we were soaked wet through, and then they beat us 3-0. And a similar thing, they just we didn't lay a glove on them, and it feels very much like that, and that was a really dark time as a United fan, and... It's it's just not great. It was it was like watching a Mayweather fight. Mayweather in his prime, like United, just didn't get close to him. They just they just moved around the ring, passed that ball around, and then just got the shots in where they needed to. It was I mean fair play to City, and uh, and we'll talk about the fantasy football aspect in a bit because of course Mr Cancelo seems to be the guy to have in your team at the moment. Yep. Uh, which which we've alluded to a fair few times. Um, but from a United perspective, just again, but but again, the, the conversation is that Ollie's not going. And I've said this a couple of times, the board won't sack him because they don't care. They don't care. Their aspiration is not to win the Premier League. They, they don't need to. They don't want to. They're not bothered. As long as they can, if he can deliver them a fourth place in Champions League football, and they can sell a million Ronaldo and shirts. They, and they can sell a million Ronaldo shirts. And then they skim the dividends. And I'm getting very green and gold till they die or fold. But, you know, um, it is, it's true. That, you know, Old Trafford's collateral. They don't, they're not invested any of their own money in the club. Everything's put up. So if anything goes wrong, it's this club that suffers, not them. And they're just skimming millions and millions and millions in dividends every year until they get bored and then they're going to piss off. And... I can't stay happening for a long time based on how easy they are skimming all that money from the club yeah. at the moment. And uh, I don't know. Turning it back to the fantasy football side of things. I mean, is there anyone that you, other than Ronaldo, who I think we said last week, um, you know, he's the only one that's going to score any points. Mm. It, it just doesn't feel like you should have any Man United players anywhere near your team. No, so I um I'd hung on and hung on and hung on to Luke Shaw. Uh, you still got him, aren't you? Uh, no, I've just took a minus four to take him out. And, uh, <laughs> uh, probably, just take take my points, just get rid of. Yeah, okay. yeah, just yeah. Um, well, I've i I had a little. So I um made a couple of transfers over the last few weeks. I brought Smith Rowe in. 
um, which was my free transfer for this week. Because um, I think he's looking really good. We'll talk about Arsenal in a moment. Yeah. Um, and uh, and you know what? I was just looking at him today, and I just thought I can't keep him in. I just United are awful. And um, so and I, next. they have got Watford next, so he'll go and keep a clean sheet now. But I think mm, it, for me, it just wasn't worth it. And yeah. um, and I, I had enough money for Reese James. So oh, well. the form there in at the minute. It just seemed like a no-brainer. Um, so, yeah, moving on to City. Yeah, Cancelo, now selected by 27.7% of people, 6.4 million. He's still not the most expensive of defensive premiums, but he is getting close to it, um, close to the top. Another 14 points, top scorer in the game week, 67 points for the season. And he does seem like a no-brainer. I know we've been saying it all along, mate, but because of the Benjamin Mendy situation, yeah, of um, because of the uh, the fact that he, Guardiola doesn't seem to trust Zinchenko, um, he's either going to play at left back or he'll be rotated into right back to give Kyle Walker a rest. I was just he's about to say that, that even if Zinchenko plays, then that's potential yeah. for Kyle Walker to have a break and yeah. Cancelo to yeah. play down the right. Yeah, yeah. And, he's play, and he's playing very, very well at the moment, isn't he? So, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's, there's assists and there's clean cheeks. So, mm. you know, yep. Yep. what else do you yep. want from your defender? Absolutely. Um, and again, it, it's probably a reflection of if you want to get a City player in, which why wouldn't you? Because City City are going to be up there. They're going to be big point scorers and they don't ship a lot of goals to JP's very astute point about the clean sheets. Um, he's probably the guy that you're going to be bringing in. Um, I've had Diaz in my team for a few weeks and even he's getting rotated at the moment. So he's not a banker, which he, he was last season. Um, and he's not, not, like you just said, though, he's not the most expensive anymore either. So he's at 6.1 and can't tell yeah. us at 6.4. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you've got to really scroll down through the game weeks. Um, uh, top top point scorers to to get to the next city guys. Bernardo got eight points. Bernardo Silva. Um, uh, he's at seven point one million. But again, subject to rotation. Similar with Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker at five point five isn't a terrible shout. Um, but again, I think he's more likely to be rested than Cancelo. So um, definitely. And he's just not going to give you the same attacking returns. I don't feel. No, agreed. He's like the the passer for the assister, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it does. But I also, from the little I've watched it, they do seem to, to they, they overload the left. So they do. Yeah. He, he he sits higher up, doesn't he? And then what what I think tends to happen is he'll move forward and Walker will drop in across, and they'll almost play like a three across the back. Um, yeah, he almost but, does that for England, doesn't he? Sometimes. Walker. Yeah. Yeah, um, it, it's very clever from Guardiola, and I couldn't even start to understand or, or dissect the <laughs> tactics. But um, but yeah, no, Cancelo definitely seems to get forward more. Yeah, agreed. And then, and then just looking at their fixtures, so they've got Everton next. They've got a tough one against West Ham, but then the next few after that are all green on the kind of the uh, the fixture difficulty thing. So Villa, Watford, yeah. Wolves, Leeds, Newcastle are yeah. all green. Um, it, so yeah, maybe it's time to load up on City. Yeah, I I feel like I might be um, uh, looking at maybe swapping out Cancelo and, uh, and and Diaz. I've got enough money to do so once um, once my next free transfer comes in. But much for much, this is just whether Diaz plays. But I think Cancelo is going to be the point scorer. Um, let's let's move to the three o'clock kickoffs. Um, on, let's as, talk about Burnley first. As as promised. All right, you're like a you're like an excitable child. We are. At, I was going to say we're going to talk about Burnley first. I'm just making sure. Making sure. Um, uh, they, they did well, didn't they? So I'm not going to sit here and um, you know be a, a complete contradiction. Um, they didn't deserve to win the game. Um, you know, I know that for the last sort of four or five weeks I've been talking about Burnley's performances um, warranting something more out of games where we've either drawn or or lost the games. Um, 
we didn't deserve anything from the Chelsea game, but we did that typical Burnley thing of staying in the game. And mm-hmm. whilst it was 1-0, there was always going to be that five, ten minutes. And arguably, they could have pinched it at the end when Vigil went through um, and kind of lofted it over Mendy, but lofted it wide. Um, but yeah, um, it, it was quite nice to see Tuchel get his feathers ruffled a little bit because since he's been in the Premier League, he's been pretty calm and collected. Um, but yeah, good old anti-football Burnley. They've uh, they got under his skin a little bit. I was about to say, leave it to Burnley to um, <laughs> to, 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 to ruffle his feathers. Um, yeah, no, I thought they did well. And, and Chelsea, perhaps, you know, a little bit of a crack in the uh, what seemed infallible two weeks ago, Arsenal. Um, they look good, don't they? And then they are missing a few players. I think yeah, they, they, but, but let's they, be honest, they, they missed chances, they missed, didn't they? They did. They missed Kovacic, I thought. Yeah. And, I mean... There was, there was a few chances that potentially if you had a Lokaku in there, he would have put those away instead of having Havertz. Mm. I know he scored the goal, but um, yeah, it's uh, it, 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 we rode a luck and we came out the other side. Um, but so many Chelsea fans, it's, it's almost like this uh, this era of graves comes out when, when a little club goes and does something that you're not allowed to do and goes and mm. gets a result. And um, oh, I've seen so many better Chelsea fans giving it, yeah. The day that Burnley get relegated will be the best day in Premier League history. And, you know, the the dirty and all of that. And, yeah, just some of the stats on, on Burnley. So, um, we've actually had some pretty decent times at Stamford Bridge recently. So, three draws and a win out of our seven trips to, you know, our last seven. Um, That's why they don't like you. Exactly. And then you get the dirty card. And um, we've said this a few times earlier on in the season, but it's actually 104 Premier League games without a red card for Burnley. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that the, the dirty card and the, I mean, physical, but physical and fair, I think that's, uh, the, you know, the, the two things that can be said. Um, but dirty, I don't think is one of them. I mean, you've got Ashley Barnes, who's kind of your dirty. Yeah, he's, um, he's awful. He's like a terrible human being. But, um, oh, yeah, he is. But, um, but, you know, that's, that's his endearing quality. <laughs> <laughs> if he um, plays for you, you probably like him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, I, I just think it's, it's quite amusing that, that little old Burnley can ruffle so many feathers. And, um, yeah, I, it, it kind of buys into what I've been saying for the last few weeks that, you know, we start to build performances and we've got that consistency in the team. So whilst, like Nick Pope as an example, he came back um, from a knee injury at the start of the season and he probably didn't quite look at it, but he was arguably man of the match on, on Saturday and pulled yeah. off a, a few really good saves. And it's those kind of fundamentals that Burnley do that, for me now, it's potentially time to look at maybe one of the defenders or, or even the goalkeeper because um, I've got a feeling that they're going to go on one of those runs where they're just dead stubborn and, and grind a few out and keep a few clean sheets, you know, in the typical old Burnley style. And what kind of a um, what kind of a, a money what kind of a cost implication are you looking at for Burnley players then? Ben Me at five at four point nine percent at four point nine million, sorry. Tarkovsky at four point nine million. So if you want to also defend, five point four, so you know, he's not he's not a cheap you know, you look at a Ramsdale who's in the four millions and I was know, I was I was about I was about to say I, I think it's hard to argue having a keeper that's not Aaron Ramsdale at the minute. Yeah, but, I agree. Um, but I, I I do I do get what you're saying. Who 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 starts at fullback for Burnley then? Um, so you're talking about um, the Chesterfield Cafu. I call him the Burnley Cafu the other week when he scored that header. But uh, yeah, the Chesterfield Cafu, Matty Lawton, and then yeah. you got Charlie Taylor at left back. B- both 
in the current formation are getting forward. So mm-hmm. they've, they've both got an assist in them um, and, and potentially then clean sheets. But uh, so but yeah. 4.4 million for Charlie Taylor. Yeah, I think Loughton's probably going to give you more. And Loughton's at 4.4. But interestingly, Loughton's your top point scorer for the season. Yeah, because he got man of match last week and scored, Mm. didn't he? 38 points. So there's there's not a lot. It's him and Cornet that kind of stand out. Woodward's got some good points as well. But yeah, only selected by 1.7% of people. Could Loughton be a shout? Yeah, potentially. as an alternative, maybe to leave Romento or, you know, somebody. Um, again, we were talking, um, here's the issue for me with, with that as an approach. And it's not it's not a, a slight on Burnley at all. Like I said, I think, I think it's a good idea and there will be points in those defenders. But again, this is a conversation Aidy and I were having this morning at work. Was um, not, that we, not that we don't, not that we spend all day talking about football, uh, fantasy football at work. But um, it's, this season's flipped on its head a bit. I think we've mentioned this on the podcast before as well. In the past, you would always look for cheap value, good value defenders. Yeah. And somebody like a Loughton or a Taylor at 4.4 million is exactly that mould. It's exactly that type of player that you want, where they might keep a clean sheet every now and then. They'll get a few points if they get some assists. They might get the odd bonus point. They're just in there to free up funds to load up your attack. That's been, for the last three or four seasons, that's been how fantasy football works. I actually feel like this season, that's not the case. The points are in the defenders. You yeah. you need you need to load up your team with premium fullbacks. You it's, want it's Trent. the modern game, isn't it? I yeah. agree. Yeah, you want James, Trent, Chilwell, James, yeah. Chilwell, Cancelo, <laughs> Luke Shaw. <laughs> Couldn't even say it without laughing. But you know <laughs> what I mean. They're the players that you want to be spending your money on. So. Almost buying someone like a Loughton, buying someone like a Ben Mee, it almost feels a little bit like, well, you're wasting a spot in your defence where you could be loading up with a premium. Or you've got you've got a lot of points out on your bench and they're never going to get on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's fair. It's definitely fair. And, and, and I guess there's an argument, though, if you if you do need that fourth defender and you have got four and a half million, mm-hmm. you look at Livermento and then you look at Loughton as an example and you look at Burnley's next three, so... Um, I know Palace are in form at the minute, but you've got Palace, Spurs and Wolves next. So, you know, two of those are at home as well. Um, there's yeah. potential for clean sheets in there. Um, whereas opposed to Southampton's next year, we've just said that they've got um, they've got Nor- Norwich next, but then they've got Liverpool So and then Leicester. So there's an argument there that, you know, you could almost kind of swap them out uh, yeah. and swap them out when the fixes change. Agreed. But, um, but yeah, it, it just feels like the tide's turning a little bit at the turf. Which is always it, good. It would certainly give you differential. Uh, but yeah, uh, big well done uh, to Burnley for taking a point off City and keeping things interesting at the top of the table. Um, Same thing. Who did I say? Say. Did I? <laughs> we, we always get done by five by them. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no respite there. Um, uh, let's move on then. You mentioned uh, Palace being in form. Let's yeah. move on to them next. He's they look really good. He's got him playing, Annie. You said it last week. Um, it's one of my favourite sayings, getting them pairing, and they did again, and they were just pairing along. And Conor Gallagher looked completely unplayable after um, I took him out of my team. Yeah. yeah, and just as I swooped him straight in there, mm. so a yeah. goal and man of match. Yep, and all the bonus points. Uh, yeah. Wolf Zaha continues to bag. We talked. About we, we did say we did talk about him the other week, didn't we? That you know he goes through these purple patches. Um, 
Yeah. You mm. never know when it's going to end. That's the only problem. <laughs> that's the, that is that is the thing. Um, but but he did well, and and yeah, they just they just look really good, don't they? They just yeah. they they're playing good football. They're they're, they're grinding out results. Vieira looks looks like he knows what he's doing. He does. There I say it. Did, did he spend a bit of time with Pep as well? Because he, yeah. he almost looks like he's got more of the Pep style than Arteta does. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, it it is fair. I think I, I think everyone expected Arteta to because because Arteta was assistant, and I think yeah. it was just it was just exp- and he's Spanish. I think there was just and he looks a bit like him. <laughs> I think there was just like a hairy version of Pep. Uh, yeah, like like Pep after the hair transplant, like you know before <laughs> and after in the advert. Um, I think everyone just expected to be exactly the same, but I think Arteta's—you could probably argue—Arteta's finding more success when he's trying to find his own style. Because Arsenal aren't playing Man City football by any stretch no. of the imagination at the moment, but they're doing quite well with him. I think he—he he kind of maybe lost his identity in the early years by trying to be too much of a carbon copy of Pep. But no, Vieira certainly seems to have that. Um, that pressing, um, the, the attractive football and possession football style, and, and and he's doing it at Palace with players who, who let's face it, that they're, they're not the players that Pep's got. They're not the players that the top no. clubs have got, and he's got them playing well. And I'm really, really impressed with them. Well, let's face it. In the main last season under Hodgson, they were, you know, a lot of the same players. They were just a complete shell of a team. Yeah. And to be fair, they were probably quite lucky that there were three worse teams than them. Yep, agreed. Agreed. How oh, how 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 quickly nine day tides, compared to that? How quickly the tides can change, eh? Yeah. And then uh, we mentioned Conor Gallagher, fifth highest point scorer, um, level with uh, with with Ben Foster. Love seeing him up there. Um, eleven points this week. Uh, picked by fourteen percent of people. He's still only five point eight million. You could probably do much worse. He's got sixty two points for the season. He's head so, and shoulders as the the top point scorer for Palace this season. So Zaha's second with forty eight. Um. So yeah, he, he's. He's he's kind of a, a must buy for me at the minute. And and if you look at the he's he's in the top five point scorers season to date. There's yeah, only there's, well there's, there's only Reese James like we said the fullbacks, um Reese James, Alex Trent Alexander Arnold and, and Cancelo are the only three ahead of him, yeah. along with of course um uh, Lord Mo Salah. Um <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like he's just like 60, 61, 62, 60, oh, 117. We'll get onto that in a moment. But yeah, he could have a relatively quiet game week and still just piss the whole thing. He could, he could have a re- he could have a relative quiet rest of the season and still be in the top ten. <laughs> I reckon. Um, yeah. But but anyway, no. Palace really good value, and I think Conor Gallagher continues to be the standout there. If you're looking for uh, uh, to bring somebody in. Uh, that's that's in a good vein of form. That's going to get you some points. And Quang uh, uh, didn't really deliver point. again, did he? Um, no, Quang's Quang's gone limp ever since I um, suggested you that everyone put him in. hold of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> too, 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 too firm of a grip. Um, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, he's been a bit of a two-point merchant for the last few weeks, but. Um, uh, we'll have to see where that goes, but yeah, no wolves looking distinctly average. Um, I think on the day they're turning up and they're they're, they're playing great football. I think if it's not their day, they just aren't really doing anything at all, are they? So no. Um, Brighton, that brings. Uh, oh no, you've missed Brentford Norwich. We had one. More I know. I, I did want to leave that one to last because uh, I think 
Well, well, we'll go on to that one then, Brentford Norwich, because um, I, I want to put a kind of a you know a little round of applause for uh, Gary Lineker and his um, and his link on match of the day. Did you? Mm-hmm. His, um, yeah, so Norwich win and Daniel Farks off, which uh, did, oh. did make me laugh quite a lot. Oh, Gary Lineker, very good, well done. Well, um, he's a pro. Uh, isn't he? Yeah, I think I think that the Fark thing is. Um, uh, I think we said this on group chat, didn't we? I reckon it was a done deal before. Yeah. But what they didn't want to do is is bring in a have to mess around with a caretaker manager over the international break. Yeah. Sorry, before the international break. So, uh, or or bring somebody in to then play Brentford potential banana skin. Yeah. Um, you know, and having them lose or either having a caretaker take charge and potentially fluff up a six-pointer or having someone new come in, not knowing the team and potentially lose and uh, have egg on the face. So yeah. I think it was it was a bit of a win-win for them where it was like, let him play, let him see what he can do and he was always going to get sacked yeah, at the end of Yeah, kind of bow out as almost like a, the hero that's, you know, mm. that's kind of stabilised them almost. Uh, finally finally got him some... Finally yeah. got them some points. <laughs> but, but, but it almost feels like the next three or four are going to define the season. I mean, I still think that they're fodder and they're, they're going down. Um, yeah. But you look Southampton Wolves both at home and then Newcastle away in the next yeah. three. That's yeah. that's you know if they if they don't get sort of six points out of those nine, then they're, they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Which is mad to think before December's even rocked around, but. Yeah. You, you 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 are right. It's um. Well, you know they got points on the board against a Brentford side who, let's face it, three or four weeks ago everyone were waxing lyrical about them. You know coming up with a really fresh um yeah style of football and I think they've been found out a little bit and you know maybe actually coming and play at the big table it's um it's dawning on them a little bit. They they look a little bit devoid of ideas if anything. Yeah, agreed. I th- I think the problem Brentford have got is it's a long old season. 38 it is. games yeah. and um and a couple of injuries and yeah 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 you get you tend to get found out and uh, it's going to be a tough season for him um uh rico henry did uh score well though um for brentford 10 points um and they, they had a weird situation where the bonus point system just looked like whoever was doing it couldn't be asked so he just gave three points to the to, to, to three players. So it was like, right, okay. Uh, <laughs> didn't yeah. really make sense. Norman, Pookie, and Henry all got three points. It was like, all right, then fine. Um, but yeah, ten yeah. And literally, Pookie scored a penalty, and that was yeah. it, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. three points for that. It'd be right. You've tried. You got a good beard. Exactly, <laughs> top beard. Um, so yeah, but um, but yeah, there were points there, but I still wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a Norwich player in my team um, for love, no money. There's... But we, we said for a few weeks, maybe, you know, the Brentford assets, but they're conceding goals now, so it's not even like those cheap defenders are going to no. get you any points. And Tony, it's 6.7 million, you know, one point this week again, because there must have been a booking in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, at the moment, they just don't look like there's there's anybody worth punting for. And obviously, no. I had Rayo in from the start of, uh, of the season, and um, yeah, he's got serious injury on this, so yeah, yeah, that's another reason not to put the defenders in because against Burnley, I know it was his debut, um, but was it Fernandez the keeper? He looked decidedly dodgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got Mbembo, Mbembo, um as well, who who I think people have took a bit of a punt on, and I say a bit of a punt, four point six percent of people. It's quite a lot for for, for, um, yeah. for Burnley, 
apart from Ivan, Tony, and, and Janssen. Uh, Pontus oh, Janssen. You're, you're on fire tonight with names for Brentford, you mean? Why? What did I say? What was wrong with Burnley. that? Did I say Burnley again? Mate, I'm tired. I've had a long day. But oh, no. Brentford, I apologise. Oh, uh, profusely um, for my lack of pressure. He's been in and out, hasn't he? Um, you know, we injury again. Yes. Bueno, Wempo, whatever he's called. Wem- oh, Wem- I'm doing Wem- it now. <laughs> mm. Uh, so yeah, um, but but he, I mean he's got 32 points for the season. He's he's a decent point scorer. Henry's up there as well. But again, it's it's difficult to to to, to put your hat on any of them. Um, I think there's money better spent elsewhere. If I'm honest, um, that that takes us to our evening kickoff then. Um, did Newcastle you watch it? Shy, Newcastle are shit. Yeah, but he, I, is Eddie Howe going to keep them up? I, 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 I was talking about this today actually that um, that. At Burnley and then at Bournemouth, he did really well on on a shoestring budget. But what he didn't necessarily do very well at was motivating demotivated players. And let's not forget, he took Bournemouth down after spending some money. So why he's being given this war chest at Newcastle, I don't know. It just baffles me. I mean, you, you think about Bournemouth, you know, a really small club spending sort of thirty million on Jordan Ibe and then Dominic Solanke. And neither of them paid off. But um, before, you know, when he was working on the shoestring, I think he did relatively well. Obviously, he, he stabilised Burnley a little bit, and then he got Bournemouth promoted twice, did he? Three times, maybe? Yeah. yeah he was there for a while, wasn't he, as well? I think um, I, th- I think the key thing for me, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I think where he's going to get found out is, is, is the transfer dealings. The question mark will be whether he will have much say in the transfer dealings. Because let's face it, Newcastle are going to bring in a system. There'll be a sporting director. Yeah. The, the the owners themselves will will probably want some kind of a at least a, a, an insight into what's going on. There will be branding to consider. Let's not forget Newcastle are the richest club in the world now. Which is but, but it was interesting. Uh, sorry to, to sorry to cut you there, but Unai Emery apparently rejected them because there yeah. was no sort of plan or vision. So yeah, um, you know, you talk yeah. about all the structure going in there, but. Is that actually the case? No, I I don't think it's the case yet. I, I don't I don't think it's been formulated. I think they just bought it as a plaything, but it will inevitably come. The structure wasn't there at City when to, they first it? moved in. Yeah, no, that's if you right. think if you think about it, when, when when City first came in, and this is what I think Eddie Howe will be. Eddie Howe is the best that they could get. Eddie Howe is to Newcastle what Mark Hughes was to Man City. Let's sign Robinho. He's yes. good. Correct. Correct. What's the best we can get? And they will. They'll get misfits and they'll get dregs and they'll get people who aren't playing for the teams and they'll get people with bad attitudes and they'll just about manage to kick on into the upper echelon, into that top eight. Um, And then that's where Eddie Howe's journey, in my opinion, will end. Do you think he'll get him to that point? Because I remember where it kind of went sour for him at Burnley a little bit was he wanted to play the, the kind of short tippy-tappy sort of football and he didn't have the players at Burnley and I don't think he has at Newcastle. He doesn't at the moment. I think he's genuinely going to struggle. Yeah, but, he, but he, you could bring 10 players in in January. They've, they've only got a short window to win the games to keep them up. Yeah. It could he, really he, go wrong. It could. <laughs> it could. And they're certainly not in as good of a position as City were when the money came in. Absolutely. Um, I think I remember Ericsson was before the money, wasn't he? And he did that massive um, reshuffle 
of the personnel there, didn't he? He brought in like Elano and uh, Giovanni and and then he was yeah. bringing through some of the he started bringing through the likes of Richards and um uh Joey Barton for all his sins and Johnson and 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 there was a real but the hell that Johnson he he was a prospect weren't he at one point yeah there, there, there was a little bit of momentum at City I think at the time which yeah. then led to Mark Hughes coming in getting the money bringing in was it like Gareth Barry and oh, maybe I might be getting my timeline wrong. I'm apology, apologies, City fans. It's not big, done intentionally. Big money, Gareth Barry. <laughs> um, but, you know, like uh, Milner, maybe De Jong. Uh, they might have been Mancini signings, actually. But Wayne Bridge, I think it's been Wayne Bridge coming in. Shea Given. Well, Rubinho like, was, was the one, wasn't he? He was like the marquee signing to kind of yeah, get it all off. Yeah, yeah. And I think that because uh, they wanted Berbatov, didn't they? But they didn't get him. I think um, yeah. I, I, I seem to remember that they were in a better place. The players were bought to get them to the next stage. And then they, they managed to, just, I think they did they beat Tottenham to get Champions League football or something like that happened. And then, and, and, and then they kicked on and new managers happened. And, and, uh, and, and, and that's how they kind of went from there until to, to where they are now. But yeah. Newcastle are in a much more dire state. Newcastle aren't, don't have that momentum. They don't have that quality. They don't have a few players that can, that can still that will be able to transition. Like, don't get me wrong, Micka Richards was found out and and eventually moved on when better players came in and took his place. But he did a great job for them in the interim. He did. You know what I mean? He was a he was a he was a very good player. Um, you know, you think of different players like that that came through it did the same. I don't apart from Sam Maximan, I don't see anyone that can do that at Newcastle. The the Brovka maybe the keeper is solid. But like I just don't see it. I, I just don't see how he's going to get them there. I agree with you, but I guess we'll, I guess he'll have a few transfer windows. I don't think he's going to be in the firing line unless he takes them down. So if he can keep them yep. up, I don't think he's losing his job because they can't do any better. Fonseca no. didn't want them. No. Unai Emery didn't want them. So Eddie House will be the best he can get. And I know we've kind of sidetracked a lot of the show to to that one conversation, but it is an interesting topic, isn't it? About it is, yeah. you know, they've it got is. all this money. It's almost like all this money, but no, nothing to spend it on because yeah. who wants to go there? And, and especially if they went out to the championship, come on, Lionel Messi, come and sign from Paris and mm. play against Blackburn on a Tuesday night. Anyway. <laughs> Not going to do that, are they? Um, I love that you got a little Blackburn dig in there. Of course you have. It's easy. It's easy. They got done by seven last week. So um, anyway, mm. uh, moving swiftly on. But um, yeah, uh, I guess I guess for, from a Newcastle standpoint, though, even if they did go down, it's almost that big city sort of lead sort of scenario. They'll still get the fans coming into the ground because they did when they went down before. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like, yes, they'll they'll lose the Premier League money, but they'll get the parachute payments for that one season. But they, they don't necessarily need it because I, I was the wealth say, of the owners as, as, as long as the owners can figure out how to fiddle financial fair play they don't need it, the parachute payments they've just got to they've, they've just got to rename the stadium and then the training ground and then the pub next door to the stadium that they own you know what I mean like they'll get around financial fair play so they don't need parachute payments so they could go down in theory and yeah. bounce back up again but it would be a pretty funny twist in the tale if they did it would I nearly thought we were fiddling human rights laws then, but I'm not going to mention that. So um, anyway, no, let's, 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 let's go. go. Quickly, let's go. quickly, quickly, quickly. Let, um, let's quickly but, talk about um, Sanchez for Brighton because 22% owned and uh, he got sent off, which is quite amusing. Mm-hmm. Yep, few people not having. I, I would have thought that people would have started moving away from him to be honest, but maybe not actually because Brighton are playing well. Yeah, they still they still seem pretty solid to Brighton to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Is, is there a better side in football than seeing? 
an outfield player put the goalkeeper's top on. Mate, for the mate, last five you've, minutes you've, and look absolutely shit's good. You've, you've you've completely stole my thunder. My favorite is the one point that I wanted to talk about. Oh, sorry, above dude. anything. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. I'm dead happy that you feel the same. I bloody love it when an it's outfield amazing, player goes it? in net. It's my fit. I wasn't even watching the game, and I saw that he'd been sent off because I was on my phone in bed. Uh, why were we in bed? We were just lounging because we were tired. And um, uh, Sammy was watching The Office or something, and I was like on my phone, and I was like, oh, was it Lewis Dunk went in net? I was like, Lewis Dunk's on yeah, net. Get, get, get me phone out. Like, I love it when an outfield player goes in net. And then when, like, he didn't have to make a save, which is a bit sad. But when they have to make saves, oh, it's yeah. amazing. It's yeah, amazing. The, the fear in their eyes when the corner's given and they're <laughs> trying to organise the defence. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, it's yeah. just phenomenal. Just, just flapping it. No, it's one of my favourite things in the world. One of my uh, one of my favourite things ever was um, when uh, United played Spurs. And I think it was van der Sar got sent off what might have been uh might have been another another keeper that we had like back up to him Did we Kishak, maybe yeah so well basically what happened was Re- paul robinson was in net for spurs and um and rio started putting the uh the keepers top on and all the <laughs> england and all the united fans started chanting england's number one <laughs> I do remember that because when he had his corn rolls, like his Snoop Dogg face, yeah, 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 it just looked ridiculous. He didn't, the he, didn't he didn't, he didn't end up going in net. John O'Shea went in net, so which they all started chatting Ireland's number one. Uh, but Rio, Rio got the top on and then they swapped. Yeah. But yeah, he probably was it. Ireland's number one though. That's a funny thing. Yeah, ironically, oh no, O'Shea would have been in the Shea given era. Um, bless him. My point stands. Anyway, <laughs> go on. Sunday. Sunday, 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 Sunday. A good day of football Sunday, wasn't it? Surprise. Surprise at the end of the day. Everything else was pretty much as you'd expect. As you'd expect. Yep. Arsenal beating Watford. And again... I mean, that's not a surprise, is it? It's not. Watford abysmal. But we won't dwell on it too long. But I do want to say, little pat on the back for me and you. I do believe our advice last week was if you're going to move on any Arsenal players, it needs to be Aaron Ramsdale and Emil Smithrow. Yep. yep. And they did the business, a clean sheet for Ramsdale and a goal for Smithrow. He's a good little player and he's just been, uh, just been called up to the England squad today. Yeah, well deserved. Uh, Rashford pulled out and he, uh, he's gone up as an alternate. So that's good for him. And so he should. Um, he's a very, very good player. And uh, I like him a lot. And uh, and yeah, long may it continue. Like I said, Arsenal, for all the hilarity of when they're doing shit, um, what I do like about Arsenal, I've always liked about Arsenal, is they do have a commitment to youth and bringing young players through. And it, and, it, and, and, and I feel like maybe that got lost in the shuffle a little bit in, in the last year or two. And uh, they're, they're back to it now. They're, they're back to that Wenger um, mentality of, look, we, we don't necessarily... I don't think they bring that many players through the youth teams, but they buy young. They'll go around. The scouting's yeah. incredible, and they'll give that opportunity, and they will bring those players through. Well, and, Ben White's um, case in point, isn't he? You know, they spent a lot of yeah. money on him, and yeah. there were a few eyebrows raised, especially after he started to the season. Yeah, but it's almost like him and I mean, you mentioned Gabriel, Gabriel last week as well. Yeah, it seems like they're, they're getting a pretty decent partnership together. Out of reach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Moving uh, very quickly on. And Saka, Saka looks like he's um, he's kind of turned the corner a little bit after, after a bit of a lull after the Euros. 
Euro um, hangover it's a lot brighter. Yeah. Euro um, hangover for me, and I, I don't mean that in any insulting way to the kid at all. I think what happened to him was despicable. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I think that the way he was targeted, I'd love to see any of you honourable dickheads stand up and take a penalty in a in a major tournament final. He's all need to pipe fucking down. At least, and at least out of the three that missed, he tried to take a penalty instead of just yeah. sort of yeah. run things. And yeah. It was just yeah. unfortunate that he, yeah. you know, the kick yeah. went the right yeah. way. And 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 you know what? I, I, it's the same. It was the same with whatever everyone that I remember, whether it's Chris Waddle, Gareth Southgate, um, who else has missed Batty. Pierce. Pierce, all of them, you, they stepped up and they had a go, and yeah. that's it. And and then one one to criticise at all is a joke, and two to criticise lad based on the colour of his skin is is even absolutely. worse, uh, and absolutely abhorrent. And, and he's and a I kid think, as well, you know. You exactly. talk about Southgate and Batty, um, yeah. and Pierce as well at the time. Yeah. You know they yeah. were all senior all bros. Whereas ca- he's a captains, kid. Cap- club captains, weren't they? Yeah. Like Pierce Southgate was. And yeah, and he's a bit of a kid, and he shouldn't have been subjected to it. And and Sancho and Rashford as well shouldn't have been. But um, no. I just I I just think that it's yeah I, I think he that must have impacted him, and 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 it's great to see him back enjoying his football. I, I, I think I think it will make him a stronger player in the future, and I mm-hmm. wouldn't doubt that he'd step up again and you know yeah. have the balls to do it. And, yeah, you know, and I'm looking and, I, and I'm looking forward to the next major tournament them having that Stuart Pearce against Spain moment, whether it's oh, Sancho, whether it's Rashford. Whether it's Saka, any of those lads, I'm, I cannot wait for it to happen and redemption. for them to get that redemption. And not that they should have to get redemption, but just to say to every racist, small minded dickhead fan that didn't back them, to just say up yours and you, and you're not part of this. Like, I guess not even for them though, for themselves, just to mm. you know kind of you know have that as a almost like a turning point. You know that they've had this awful thing happen to them and then they've yep. you know they've risen above it and. And actually turned yeah. it around and you know yeah. and stood right in front of yeah. university and smashed it. Yeah, I absolutely. No I have no doubt in him. I, I think he's going to be a player for years to come. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's a baller. Um, uh, so that's them. Can we just can we just move past Everton Spurs? Cause I, I'll, I'll be dead honest, mate. I've got nothing to say about it. I've, I've just got one thing. Um, Conte's face on some of the uh, the stills. Um, mm. He's a passionate man, but there's almost like a "what the fuck have I done?" sort of thing. Yeah, Sorry, um, agreed. Agreed. Um, <laughs> agreed. Apparently, I, I heard that he put he kept, he kept putting him off because he was hoping Oli would get sacked. <laughs> he really wanted the United job, and it was only I'm when it surprised. turned out he wasn't getting fired. He was like, "Oh, I might as well go for this." Um, and then the only other talking point from Everton was Mason Holgate came on late and then got sent off. For, it, it did look like he slipped a little bit, but it was mm-hmm. two footed in the end, and he definitely tried to leave something on. I can't remember who we were tackling, but he left something on him. Oh, Hoiberg, weren't it? Yeah, um, Hoiberg it was, yeah. And, uh, yeah, record all day. Pro- 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 probably similar to uh, the Craswell situation, which we'll talk about in a moment when we get to the last game of the weekend. But before we do, we'll just talk about Leeds against Leicester. Harvey Barnes take a bow. What a strike. Mm. He's, um, he, he, he's, he's one of them Harvey Barnes where we, he, he, I think he was injured for bit of the season yeah. wasn't he so um he wasn't playing every game and uh so he wasn't really considered from a fantasy football perspective but he's um he, he's a player isn't he when he plays it's that old adage of um you you're weakest when you've just scored a goal and they literally took the center they've done that twice in a few weeks they did that against united didn't they mm, yeah and, fair play. and then the only yeah. other thing to mention from a lead standpoint is rafinha's 
probably coming into form at the right time for them. And, yeah, uh, yeah, he's, he's yeah. a shout. Still, still pit by 19.3% of people. He's still yeah, only 6.6 so six mil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 50 points for the season he's got as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was yeah. one of those kind of free kicky sort of you know speculation goals, you know, you, where they put it into the area, and then more often than not, for some reason, the keepers just don't see it. He he is the goal threat though. Oh, he is absolutely. And 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 again, it comes back to that conversation we we've had quite a few times with Leeds that they just they've been found out and they're not having a good season. So, do you put Leeds players in because there are going to be weeks where absolutely nothing happens, but there's weeks when you pick in at the moment there's weeks where you're putting your 10 million pound Sun Hyung Min's in and you're getting two points you know what I mean so it it, it could be worth a punt Rafinha and I think if you're going to put any Leeds playing team it should be him oh it's absolutely and Leeds next four are Tottenham Brighton Palace Brentford so there's yeah. a couple in there where they can potentially get points absolutely uh, let's come to the last game of the season and game game of the weekend I, I'd say so yeah it has to be brilliant well, pretty good aren't they I bloody love West Ham, and I feel dead weird saying it because I know every you meant to hate West Ham, aren't you? Because they left bloody Ham, but they're so good <laughs> to watch at the minute. They are so enjoyable to watch, and I think I um I did a little bit of it. We did a little bit of a deep dive on them about three or four weeks ago, didn't we? Talked about how they 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 do a great job of combining the um the, the low block that frustrate that frustrates teams, but they also they don't get themselves penned in, so they set up compact. They're, they're difficult to break down. You don't get lots of chances against them, but they have the pace, they have power, break, and they right. have yeah. bravery on yeah. the break. So on the counter, and and the, and this game was a great example of of, of that um, of that ethos and that 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 Moyes is is instilling in them. They 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 took some punches. They 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 kept the guard up, but then they were just ruthless on the counter. You know um, the Fornals goal, and let, let's not get it. Twisted, Allison made some big mistakes, uh, but they took their chance as well. And you know what? They didn't give Liverpool the uh, the respect that a lot of teams give them to get let them get back in the game. Agreed. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of teams that would go three that would would go three one up against Liverpool because they're not infallible. They do ship goals sometimes, but there's a lot of teams that would go three one up against Liverpool. And as soon as Origi puts that ball in that net with still seven or eight minutes to go, you know you know the the punchline. Liverpool are going to win that game 4-3. And, yep. But West Ham didn't give them that respect. They didn't give them that opportunity. And they fully, fully deserve to win. And I know... There's so many out. extra bits just to add to that and completely backing up everything you said there. Um, but yeah, um, Zuma looks like an absolute steal. Doesn't he um, just? Yeah. You know, I know he scored a goal, which, you know, he was just bigger and stronger than, than the defender and probably keeper was in question. Uh, yeah. But then, you know, throwing himself on the line towards the end of the game and making sure he's marshalling that back four, I think he's a, a great signing. Yeah. And and second half, Liverpool started, as you'd expect, you know, all possession. But just the, the pace that West Ham brought with, it's just great to watch. And it just means that all of the matches that are involved in are just so entertaining. And I think yeah. earlier on in the season, we talked about Antonio, um, Ben Rama and, um, and Bowen. And Fournells was kind of the, the weak link, if you will, but he had an absolute world there yesterday. Yep, agreed, agreed. And you know what I hadn't real, realised about Fournells? He takes a lot of the set pieces, doesn't he? he I know, does. Pres- he I, I know, I know Cre- yeah. Presswell takes the outswingers on the left, but he, um, but yeah, he, he he takes set pieces, so there's probably points in yep. there f- from him as well. And he's, he's not that expensive either, is he? Uh, I mean, he's, he's six mil, maybe, six mil. Maybe dead. getting a bit kind of ahead of ourselves a little bit, but. Um, 
Uh, I'm just going to bring him up. Let's have a look at his stats for the season. Twelve points. I mean, he's had he's been pretty. He had a couple. He had he had a good start to the season. Five, eight, seven in the first three games. But then he's been pretty just plodding away ones and twos and threes. But then um, in the four win against Villa, he picked up six points. Then he got twelve yeah. this week. Yeah, so you know, two and two goals wise. Mm. I know it was an yeah. assist. Oh no, yeah, he, he scored as well. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, assist as well. You know, for the price, six million. Absolutely. He's, he's Absolutely. Money money. So he's you know. Money uh, money. Um. Yeah. Uh. Just. I. I agree with you, mate. I think. I think he is good, and I think they are spreading the goals around a bit. West Ham at the minute, so a lot of people have got Antonio getting a bit frustrated because. Feeling like he's gone off the boil. He's not gone off the boil. It's just it's just different people finishing the chances off. Yeah. Um, at the minute, um, Bowen's we, we, played really well. Four nails goal. Um, he could quite easily. I thought he was going to square it. Well, I was screaming until he square it. Square it to Antonio. Because you, you got Antonio. Yeah. Got Antonio. Yeah. But he's always going to be one of those streaky players, is Antonio, where you know he'll get a hatful. Uh, I mean, you look at the first three game weeks. That's where he's got most of his points. But then yeah. he'll pop up with a goal or an assist here and there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last two have been two point game weeks. So. Maybe the tide's going to turn for him, and you probably back him against Wolves. You would, you would, especially with how patchy Wolves are. The only, um, the only uh, silver lining, I guess, for Liverpool—well, not for Liverpool fans, but people who've got Liverpool players in for um, uh, in their game week. Uh, sorry, in their teams for this game week. Um, Salah, who everyone will have captained, I imagine, did manage to get five points, doubled up to ten. Yeah. Um, somehow was gifted an assist. Um and uh, and Trent, <clears throat> he saved your game week a little bit, didn't he? They were uh, he did. There. He was he looking did. below average. Mm. He did. He's an interesting one, Trent. If you look at his, um, if you look at his trend, he's like mm-hmm. he'll he'll hit you twelve points, ten, twelve points, and then he'll go four, zero, one, ten, twelve. He, like he peaks and troughs, but yeah, he did great. And he and he is such a good player. Like he's always got an assist in him. He's always getting forward, and he and he's very similar to Cancelo and. It's interesting because I feel like Liverpool have maybe adapted a little bit in that sense to that. How would you describe it? Like maybe like like a seesaw, like in the sense of they drop to the back three and one of the wing backs becomes yeah. a, an extra midfielder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Trent almost plays like a a quarterback, doesn't he? Yeah. So yeah, he's, well, he's everywhere. Got this, like, he wanders. Free role, yeah. he, he wanders. Yeah. And and it's it's interesting because I heard there's been a little bit of um, uh, criticism levelled at Robertson. Um, uh, one because he's not getting forward and creating as much. Um, two because I think he was he's been at fault a little bit for for the odd goal they've conceded. Um, but, th- but also because Simicast has been coming in in Europe and playing very well, yeah. and also did well at the start of the season. But I think uh, and it's made Klopp come out and basically saying he wouldn't. There's not another left back he'd have in the world, which he's obviously going to say because he's going to back his man. Of course, he's talking about shit house. He's definitely a shit house as well. Oh. Robertson. Oh, mate, he's an absolute cock. He's horrible, isn't he? <laughs> did, did, did you see the clip of him shouting at Mason Greenwood to try and put him off when he skinned him? Have you ever seen that? No, I've not seen that, but I saw him. Oh, the like... referee gave a throw to West Ham and, and it cut right in on his face. And he's like, Fuck off, referee. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> like, he's go, horrible. Go, go. <laughs> he's, he's absolutely horrible. He's one of them, yeah. but Liverpool fans must love him because when he plays for your team, no, you need you need to YouTube it. There's a, uh, Trent skins him and he goes through one-on-one. And Robertson's chasing him, and he screams at him to try and put him off as he lines up the <laughs> shot. Um, he is a shit out, but he's a very good player. And I don't think 
like Klopp's wrong to say that there's not a left back in the world he'd have over him. I just think the reality is that that they, that they they've adapted this slightly different style, similar to what City have, and probably similar to what you've seen with Walker. That they drop into a back three to let the the the, the fourth defender have a bit of a free role and not have that defensive responsibility. And let's face it, Robertson's a better defender than Trent. So Absolutely. it was always going to be that way. And Trent, exactly. So it was always going to be that way around. So, but no, Trent Trent did well. But, but I guess um, from a Robertson standpoint, he's, you know, last season and the season before, he was probably the, the main assist provider. Um, yes. And, yeah. you know, More consistent. Twice for fantasy football. Yeah, exactly that. Um, but going back to Trent, though, you know, 7.7 million being the... the biggest price defender in the game when he scores he scores big you know you can see on on the fixtures uh, on the results sorry for the season there's there's four four game weeks there where he's got double double point holes but then like you said it's it's that inconsistency of of those ones and zeros i don't know is he is he a bit of a luxury that you could avoid i would i would say no and the reason i would say no is that we're now 11 game weeks in and at 11 game weeks in you've got to start looking bigger picture and you've got to start thinking beyond the game week where they don't deliver he is the third highest point scorer in the game this season yeah that's fair you know what i mean so and back to the original point back to mine and 80s point from him work this morning um defenders luxury defenders are the way to make points at the moment so if you can, and this would be the only advice that I would give to anybody, and it's a, it's something that I'm going to potentially even take a, a minus four to do. Uh, my advice, whether you choose to take it or not, is up to you. But if you need to try and get Cancelo, Trent, and Reese James into your starting lineups, I don't think that's bad advice. Um, tell us about the league, JP. We well, did, did we have a new leader last week? Uh no no oh yes Lu- yeah, we did last week we did but but, but he's held on to it yeah That's this it. week it's as you were then so mm. um you mentioned him earlier Lewis uh, Lewis Lawson is still top of the league he's Hold stretched clear, his nine lead. points clear Stre- stretched he his lead hasn't he yeah another nine points further clear of Marco Del Lazio and to be fair um, I think Trent saved Marco's week as well because um, yeah. there was a point where he, he looked like he was about to drop into third place um yeah. with Chris Jules and the Union Bombers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he's maintained second place by two points. Looking like and a three-horse race up at the top of that league, isn't it? It is. But, yeah. but, yeah. but again, you know, they, they can be swings though. You know, so uh, fourth place, Jamie Phillips on seven hundred and one points. There's still there's still a shout that he's in with it. Even yeah. down to sort of sixth place, I'd say with seven hundred. Then yeah. you're looking another ten back. So yeah, it almost seems like those top six are the the, the guys that are going to do yeah. it. Yeah, down at the bottom of the league. Well, let's go middle, middle in, because, um, yeah, we've both got green arrows this week with our identical game weeks, so uh, we're we're actually sandwiching uh, Mark Crawford and Sam Rumley. Um, so what? That's, that's a foursome, isn't it? There's there's worse places to be, I guess, isn't there? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, the lovely Mark Crawford and then the penalty bastard, um, <laughs> as he will yeah. always be known. And, and, in, and in joke that uh, only those who were at a charity football game in July of this year will get. But yeah, um, the, the one where Sam saved a penalty from a girl. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's Ginger Flyer Watch. Ginger Flyer Watch! I'm not even going to dress it up this week. He was distinctly average. Yeah, but, 
But for someone who, let's face it, had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven players who didn't play, one of whom is in jail, <laughs> the other of whom no longer plays in the league, um, to get 37 points. He got sent off this week in Hammers Rodriguez. He should have got a minus. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't say that. Was it in, like, no. wherever he's no. playing now? <laughs> wherever he's disappeared to. Uh, no, ginger fly watch. Uh, but having, having said that, your your piece of advice that you just gave, uh, the ginger fly has taken most of that because he's got Cancelo and James it, and Chilwell. Yeah. So, but um, but the worst thing is, he obviously he's never looked at his team. Uh, Cancelo and James are on his bench, so when you're watching him in the week, in, during the game week, he has no points on the pitch, but you know that you've got about thirty yeah. points a week to come off his bench. Are they, are they both? Are they both on his bench? Yeah, yeah. He benches him. He doesn't start. Right so he started Zinchenko. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that makes it even funnier. I know, I know. And we won't talk about the bottom of the league because why would we? We don't want to no. embarrass anybody. Um, hope everyone's having fun. Uh, just remember that you can still join. Um, there's there's no deadline. You can uh, click the link on our bio, join our league. If you are in the mid 700s, you can even top it. Yeah, as long as you've got um, 739 points. Yeah, come and, come and give the big boys in our league a little bit of competition. Um, by all means, uh, do uh, let us know what you think of the show. Come and have a chat with us. Where can people find us on social media, JP? So for Twitter, it's WT Fantasy Footy. On the old Instagrams, it's What the Fantasy Footy Pod. And why not give us an email? What the Fantasy Footy at gmail.com. There you go. Absolutely beautifully done, my friend. Um, and we'll leave people with that international break next week. Boo. So uh, so no show next week. Um, however, we back the week after. Um, fresh it's as a daisy. Good because we're going to be dead on Gava, aren't we, on Monday? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're getting really drunk this weekend, so it's for the best. Um, and uh, we'll be back ready and raring to go for game week 12. If you do want to give me a follow on Instagram, I'm at LittleRunnerBoyRob. And I'm at JP Runs Free. And, uh, yeah, I think we'll leave it there, JP. We've done just about an hour. Let people get back to their days and uh, hopefully hibernate through international break. Peace. <laughs>